If you're an accredited investor looking for an incredible opportunity to invest your money, I have exactly what you're looking for. I have put together a fund where we are loaning money to fix and flip investors for their investment properties. And I'm looking for investors right now. We provide steady income for our investors. We are focused on capital preservation. We have minimum target of returns that we plan on giving back to our investors. And this opportunity is incredible. Like I said, this fund is lending to the best of the best. And we're looking for people to come aboard and be investors and go along for the ride as this thing grows. I'm super excited about it. Right now, we're only talking to accredited investors. So if that's you and you want more information, reach out to me at mike at juststartrealestate.com and I will get you all the information. Guys, this fund is amazing and we are so different from everybody else. And one of the biggest differences, we don't just lend money to anybody. Anybody who comes along with an application doesn't get money from us. You have to have a track record. We have to know that your business is strong and healthy. And that's who we lend to because our commitment to our investors is that we will protect their money and we will give them consistent, reliable returns. Guys, if you're interested in this and you want to come along on that journey with me and my company, reach out to me now, mike at juststartrealestate.com. I cannot wait to talk to you. You want a partner that shares your hunger, shares that your passion and your desire to get to the goal, to, to build that business. They have to have the same hunger as you. If you wake up at 5 a.m. and you don't you don't end your day until 10 p.m. and you're just like working constant like a working machine and your partner rolls out of bed at 11.30 a.m. and they kind of call it quits by 3.34 o'clock and they're on vacation every other weekend and you're working your butt off, like that's going to fail. It will fail. And people don't always think about talking like, what are the expectations for our work week? When are, when are you committing to this company and when are you not committing to the company? And there's no right or wrong answer. There's just answers that mesh better together. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, thank you for joining me here on the podcast, Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here and tuning in, guys. This is another live Q&A that I'm excited to bring you because we had some really fun discussions that happened and uh, had a lot of good uh, info for the folks that were asking questions live. If you want to check those out live, they happen every Wednesday from uh, at uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can log on and ask questions in real time. I will answer them. We can have some back and forth. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to uh, be able to ask me questions. If you ever want to, then you can log on to Facebook. Go to Just Start Real Estate on Facebook and uh, join in on the fun. Today, in this episode, we talked about expanding your business. When is the right time to expand your business? We also touched on partnerships and what that means and what a good partnership looks like and what to look out for if you're thinking about taking on a partner. Uh, the question was asked about uh, being in business with a spouse. Like, what, what does that look like? And what are my thoughts on, on working with your spouse? I did that. Me and my wife started our business together as house flippers. And, uh, and we were able to grow and have success. And I have definitely thoughts on working with your spouse. And, um, and then also somebody asked the question about growing too fast. Can you grow too fast? And as much as a, a growth-minded person that I am, and I like scale, and I like 
I'm very impatient. I, I like to, I don't like to wait for things. Uh, we had a good uh, discussion about growing too fast. And yes, the answer is you can grow too fast. Uh, but check out the rest of that answer because I think it uh, it applies to a lot of people who are trying to grow and they're wondering what that looks like if you go too fast. So guys, without any further ado, I'm going to jump right into today's Q&A. I give you me on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Q&A. Here we go, guys. Okay, guys, we are back for another live q and I'm excited to do this. I love doing this every week. I've gotten more and more excited about it as the weeks have gone on. I'll be honest, the first couple of times I did it, I was a little bit nervous. I uh, wasn't sure what to expect. I really hadn't done a lot of live stuff. So uh, doing this live has been a lot of fun here. I'm just pulling it up so I'll be able to see your comments. Doing this live has been a ton of fun. And we are here every week on Wednesdays uh, at 7 p.m., Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And you guys have been sending in questions, which is awesome. I really appreciate that. Uh, we also get questions in the chat here during the during the live uh, Q&A that we do. So uh, definitely throw your questions in the comments if you have them. Otherwise, I am going to work on some of the questions that I get during the week. Um, last night, just if you don't know, if you weren't there, I did a live uh, webinar actually talking about my my new program, uh, which is the Business Fast Track Blueprint, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we answered a ton of questions at the end that people had. Uh, there was a Q and A, but there was also a portion where I kind of talked about my background and why uh, I know that this program is really going to change some lives. It's really going to help people get their business going, getting it, get it started. And if it's already started and you're just kind of not getting traction, you're hitting your head against a wall, you just can't seem to make it work the way that you think it should. I want to help you get in there, diagnose the problem, and let's get it fixed and move forward. There is still time in this year. I know a lot of us make New Year's resolutions in January, and there's still time this year to achieve the goals that you set, even if you're behind. Let's get in there. Let's get this started. Let's get your business off the ground, and let's do it the right way because I've seen tons of businesses fail in their first year two years, three years. We all know, we've heard the statistics. Most businesses fail within the first couple of years. First three to five years, like the vast majority of businesses just don't work. And it's not because they don't have a good idea in the beginning. It's not because they don't have passion. It's because they're missing the components that actually makes a business successful. There's fundamentals to it and it spans all industries. It's not just real estate, but real estate is no exception. Just being excited about flipping a house or wholesaling or buying rentals, just that initial excitement isn't enough. It's not enough to sustain you. And most people go out there and just start doing stuff and they make a ton of mistakes and they get discouraged or they lose money and then that's the end of it. So. I have developed a program that's designed to get you either started off on the right track toward making money and reach those goals or take a business that you've already started and let's let's get it in shape. Let's let's work out the kinks. Let's figure out what's going wrong and get you on the right track to being profitable and scaling if that's your goal, okay? So, uh that's what I did last night. I had that uh that Q&A. It's on this page. You can watch it and you can watch the replay of it. Uh, I think there's a lot of valuable stuff there to uh, to check out. But that's not what we're here for tonight. Tonight we're here for the Wednesday pure Q&A. This isn't me presenting to you. This is me coming on and just answering questions that you guys send to me. <clears throat> so let's do that. Let's dive in and get it done. Um, don't forget to put the questions in the comments if you have more questions or follow-up questions or anything. Uh, but I'm going to get started and move forward with the questions that were sent in. The first one, how do you know when the time is right to expand your business? 
Okay. It's a good question. It's an interesting question because I've talked to a lot of people who have expanded their business and it didn't work out very well. The time to expand your business is, is really when, when you're, you know, they say uh, nail it and scale it. So once you've nailed the model, once you, once you really understand how to do what you want to do on a small scale, then it's just a matter of scaling that up, right? So that nail it and scale it philosophy, although it's pretty basic, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty truthful. The thing is, here's what you have to really, you really have to think about is when you're scaling your business or when you're trying to grow and expand your business and expand and grow could be two different things, by the way, expand could be more of a, you know, horizontal shift where you're, you're taking, you're, you're going into different industries or, or taking your business into different places that it's never been, or expand could be just grow what you're already doing. Right. I'm, I'm going to, for now, I'm going to focus on the growth part of it because I'm thinking that that's what they meant by expand. Um, so when you go to grow your business, one thing you have to think about is, do you really, do you really want to grow? Because growing your business usually means there's going to be more hassle for lack of a better word. Okay. You're going to have to hire more people. You're going to have to manage more people. Um, there's going to be more layers of management and more layers of things that have to get done and people doing them, which is totally fine. That's just part of expanding a business and growing. It just, it's part of it. But I've seen too many people who are growing their business because other people around them are growing their business and they just think that's what I have to do. So my point here is, it's right, it's right to do it when you want to do it. When you want to expand, assuming you've started a business, you've got a nice little model, you've got some systems and processes in place and things are humming along and it's getting kind of easy and you're just sort of like you're in this zone where it's not, it's fairly effortless to do what you're doing and you can either kind of let it go in that on that level and just sort of stay there and put it a little bit neutral and just sort of stay there and don't scale. Or you can make the decision to scale up. Scaling up usually means increased uh, investments in your people, in your equipment, in your technology, in your marketing. Almost certainly it's, it's increased marketing dollars. So if you have a business right now, and let's just say for the sake of argument, it's a it's a million dollar a year business. Okay. Let's just say, for example, it's a million dollar in profits business and you've got it dialed in. You've got a, a person or two working for you. It's going really, really well. Everyone gets what they're supposed to do. Everyone gets along and you're just kind of humming along and you're happy. You're paying bills. You're going on vacation. It's low stress and that's great. If you're in that position, think long and hard of whether or not you want to go from 1 million to 5 million to 10 million, because your business changes when you go from one to five to 10 to 25 to 50 to 100. Like your business is going to change at every step of the way. You can't run it exactly like you're running it now in most cases. So think about if you're in a good place and you're making good money and you're happy, do you really want to scale? Because I've watched lots of people try to scale because they're trying to keep up with everybody else. They're trying to do what everyone else is doing and it doesn't go well. And, and, and ultimately their business starts falling apart and crumbling. They become unhappy. They start working too many hours. They're, you know, fighting with their spouse, the people that they're bringing in to scale are not meshing well with the crew. Like just be careful. You want to do that. Now, if you got a little business with some good systems and processes and you've had it in your mind that you want to grow from day one, that you want to be more than a million dollar profit business, and you started putting uh, processes and systems in place that are scalable, and that's something I definitely teach in the program that I just created. If you're going to build a business 
and you know from day one that you want to be a $10 million business, you can't put systems and processes in place that's designed to run a $1 million business. You have to start putting systems and processes in place that will allow you to scale. I tell people in my organization, all of my organizations actually, all the time, if a solution to a problem or if a process that we're going to start following, if we can't do it at 10x or at 5x, if we can't do it, if we scale up, if it just doesn't work at scale, then, then it's a bad system. And most people put systems in place in their business that work for the size business that they are right now. So every time they go to another level with scale, their systems and processes start falling apart. So you have to know that your systems and processes can handle scale and then make sure that you really want that. Make sure that you want all of the responsibilities and, and the challenges that come along with scaling your business. But if you do have the systems and processes and you do want to take on those challenges because you want that bigger business, then, then the time is now. Like, Don't wait. There's nothing to wait for, in my opinion. Don't wait for the market. Don't wait for the next president. Don't wait for yourself. You know, Don't wait till you're older. Like I've heard every excuse. I've heard people tell me that they don't want to start their business or scale it to a, a something more than something very, very small because they think they're too young to be taken seriously. Like, seriously, that's, I've heard that. I've heard that excuse. Like, ah, I'm too young. No one's going to take me seriously. Maybe when I'm at my thirties or forties, then I'll really like try to scale this thing up. So people will listen to me. That's not the right reason to not scale. It's not the reason to scale, right? Um, if you want to scale then scale. Now the other side of it holds true too. If you're in your forties or fifties and you're like, I have to scale because I don't have a lot of time. That's not a good reason to scale either. Make sure it's what you really, really want. You're, you want the challenges and all the things that come with it and make sure that your business is set up to scale. The people, the system, the processes, everything in your company has the room for scale. So that, that would be my answer. But the short answer, and I, I joked about this a few weeks back, I have been told that I, I give long answers and then I, I give really short answers that I could have done right in the beginning. Well, here you go. Here's the short answer. If you want to expand, expand. Like now's the time. Now's the time. Don't wait for some future date or for some future event. Now is the time. There's always going to be a reason not to do something. So, so if that's the case, then now's the time. Okay. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on going into business with a partner? I've definitely talked about this one here um, on the on this Q and A, but I'll go over it again because it's really really important. And and honestly, you know, there's a lot of things that will derail a business, a company, not knowing your numbers, not hiring appropriately, not hiring in time, hiring the wrong people, like, um, you know, just having systems and processes that are garbage. Like a lot of things will ruin your business, but I, the, the one that sort of sneaks up on people and is, is it, they never see it coming is bad partnerships. And I've done bad partnerships and I've done good partnerships. But what I know about partnerships is there's a few fundamental truths that you must really pay attention to when it comes to picking a good business partner. The number one bad reason that I hear people give for wanting to partner is basically they have entrepreneurial loneliness. They just want somebody to talk to. They want someone that they can confide in. They want someone they can share all the challenges. They want someone that they can bounce ideas off of and get their feedback and, and someone who can share in all of those experiences. It's, it's, you, don't, you don't partner for companionship right? in business. You don't partner for companionship. That's the wrong reason. It almost always fails. 
if you need someone to talk to, you need people to bounce things off of, you want to surround yourself with people who get it and they just understand what you're going through as an entrepreneur, join a mastermind. And if you need help figuring out which mastermind, because there's a lot of them and there's some that are not good, they just aren't being honest. I won't name them, but they're not. If you want my help, I'm happy to help you. If you trust me enough to help you do that, I would be happy to help you do that because I think masterminds are just a huge key to my success, huge. So if you're lonely, then then join a mastermind and surround yourself with people who get it, who people who are going through what you're going through and they understand and they can give you good advice and they can listen to your ideas and say, yeah, that seems like a good idea or no, that really doesn't work. I tried it and here's why it didn't work, right? That's valuable. You don't partner for that reason. You want a partner that, shares your hunger, shares that your passion and your desire to get to the goal, to, to build that business. They have to have the same hunger as you. If you wake up at 5 a.m. and you don't, you don't end your day until 10 p.m. and you're just like working constantly like a working machine and your partner rolls out of bed at 11.30 a.m. and they kind of call it quits by 3.30, 4 o'clock and they're on vacation every other weekend and you're working your butt off, like that's going to fail. It will fail. And people don't always think about talking like, what are the expectations for our work week? Like, when are, when are you committing to this company and when are you not committing to the company? And there's no right or wrong answer. There's just answers that mesh better together. So if someone says, hey, I, I sleep in and I have kids and a wife or kids and a husband or whatever, and I, I wanna be done by 5 p.m. every day to have dinner with my family and I wanna call it quits and spend time with my family, that's not wrong. It just might be wrong for you. If, if your workday looks more like wake up at 5 finish work at 10, like you're going to be resentful. Even if they have good reasons for not working the same amount of hours, it ultimately will break up the partnership. I've seen it happen. Another thing you have to pay attention to is what's your risk tolerance? If you are super risky, in other words, you will always go all in, chips all in the middle of the table to, to, to try something in your business or to build or grow your business or whatever it is. Like if you're just a chips all in kind of person and, and you just don't risk, doesn't bother you and you partner with someone who's very, very conservative, it will fall apart too. They will always be fighting you on the decisions that you want to make because you're going to want to gamble and they're not going to want to gamble. And it's just a bad situation. It just doesn't ever work out. Um, another thing that's important, and I think people know this one usually, but they, this mistake gets made a lot, is you want someone who has complementary skill sets, not similar skill sets. So if you're the world's best salesperson and you hire someone who's also the world's best salesperson, it's redundant. It's unnecessary. There's too much overlap. You don't necessarily, for most businesses, there could be exceptions, but for most businesses, real estate included, having two great salespeople as business owners is not really that helpful. You really want someone, because traditionally a salesperson is very personable. They're very outgoing. They like talking. They like connecting. They're really driven, but they're usually not good at details, usually. So, a really great salesperson who partners with like somebody who has like an engineering mind, traditional engineering mind, where not quite as outgoing and personable, don't really enjoy interacting with people as much, but they're just really, really good with numbers and tracking and understanding metrics. Like to me, that's the ultimate like business marriage. That's the ultimate 
combination of skill sets, right? The ultra outgoing, ultra charismatic, ultra sales person with the conservative engineer, watch the numbers, comb through the details like that person. That's the ultimate combination, right? But at least make sure that your skill set is complementary to your partners, not the same. That's that's a that's a problem when it's the same. Okay. Uh, the last one for partners is you have to have common goals. So I use the analogy every time I talk about this. If you are, if you and your partner are, you know, uh, metaphorically in New York, and you both decide that you want to travel, you want to go west. Like my destination is west, and you agree that my destination is is west, and you get in a car and start driving from New York, and at some point your partner says, "Hey, let's." go we're we're basically as far as i want to go west my destination is is chicago and you're like well wait a minute you said go west my destination is california and they're like yeah when we were in new york my destination was west but i only wanted to go as far as is illinois because we're going to go chicago from here it seemed like you had the same goals in the beginning you both got in the car you both agreed you wanted to go west you just didn't talk about long-term goals and your partner's long-term goal was to go to chicago your long-term goal was to go to california or los angeles whatever right somewhere in california so that can happen where now we'll take it into the business and use that analogy you partner with someone who their goal is to create a million dollar business and you both agree that you want to grow a business. You want to have a big business. But big to that person means $1 million. Big to you means $50 million. Those are not the same businesses. And at some point, when you start hitting that $1 million mark, your partner is going to go, whoa, 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 let's, let's slow down. Let's back up. Let's, let's slow our marketing down. No more big investments. Let's just, let's just hold tight right where we are at a $1 million. This is all I ever wanted. And you say, no, I thought you wanted to grow a big business. And they say, this is a big business to me. Right. So you have to you have to nail down those long term goals. Those are the four things that you really, really, really have to pay attention to. And I think it's an all or nothing. In other words, you have to check all four boxes, not two of them, not three of them. It's not it's not best three out of four. It's all four. Check all four. And if you can't check all four, that's not a good that's not a good uh, partnership. And frankly, a lot of people who think that they they need to partner all they really need to do is hire. They need employees or an employee. They need another employee. So if you're like that conservative, like engineer mind, you can hire a great salesperson and still achieve the same things. You don't have to partner with somebody to get what you need. I say hire as much as you can instead of partnering and join a mastermind. That In most nine out of 10 cases, that would be the most appropriate course of action. So be careful when you're partnering. All right, next question. <clears throat> My wife and I have been thinking about starting our own business. What are your thoughts on couples going into business together? Wow, this is such a good question. I can't even, I won't even be able to totally do it justice in the time we have because it's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to ask. Um, most people either underestimate or overestimate what's going to happen. My, my wife and I were business partners when I started my, my house flipping business. We did it together. We were, we were partners. We shared the responsibility. And it was actually awesome. It was great. <clears throat> but your wife and, and you really kind of need to check the same boxes we just talked about with partnerships. If you are ultra risky, and, and let's just say your wife is ultra conservative, there's going to be conflict. 
you're not going to see eye to eye on how to proceed with the business. I know because this was exactly our situation. Now, in our situation, we were brand new and I was always pushing the gas. I was always trying to go faster, do more, take more risks. And, and frankly, I would have cut a lot of corners. She was in the business and she was much more conservative. She was much more attention to detail than I am and still is attention to detail. So she was, she was bringing up the details that I was choosing to gloss over. And when I would say, let's go get another house, let's go get two more houses, let's go get four more houses. She's, she would say, hold on now, let's just, let's work on what we have. Let's do a good job here. Let's finish this and we'll move on to the next one. There's nothing wrong with either approach. It's just, we didn't see eye to eye. And eventually the risks and some of the, the things that happened and the challenges that we faced and frankly lost money on a deal pretty badly, it just, it really ruined her, her desire to be in the business. It was just too stressful for her. And, and so she just said, listen, I, at one point she said, after a few years, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like it stresses me out. I'm not sleeping well. And we were both working full-time at the time, both full-time jobs. And she's like, this is affecting my work. It's just, I'm, I'm not happy doing it. I don't love it. You clearly love it. And I think you're good at it. I think you'll be fine. You don't need me. Just go do it be successful. I love you. I trust you. Just don't tell me all the challenging things that happen. Don't stress me out with the details that are happening, things that are, you know, going right and wrong in the business. Just leave me out of that part. I trust you. Like you have my full support. And so that was great. I actually started off. She probably kept me out of a little bit of hot water early on. I got to learn some stuff before I went out on my own. And then it was all gas, no break. And my business did grow fast because I took a lot of risk and, and the risks paid off. They were calculated risks, right? I like taking calculated strategic risks, but I take big risks, but I usually know that I have a better than average chance of winning. So <clears throat> that's what I did. And I started taking bigger risks. And for me, one of the bigger risks was I started dumping a lot of money into marketing. I just, I wanted the phone to ring. I wanted to really ramp up my marketing because I knew more at bats meant more hits and more hits meant more money. And so that's exactly what I did. And I, and I made mistakes along the way too. Don't get me wrong, but, but we weren't matched up well with risk tolerance. Now, long-term goals, we were, we were matched up pretty good. Work ethic, we were matched pretty good. We were both working pretty hard at it. Um, uh, we, we had the same, uh, you know, all the same ideas of how we wanted to run the business. It's just, she was a little bit more conservative. So when you're going into, into business with your wife or husband, I think that that's a, a really, really powerful thing. But I'll tell you what, if they're not actively in the business with you, okay, if they're not like actually, they don't have a role or a job inside of the business, at least if they support it, and they, they say that, you know, I, I, I fully support what you're doing. I'm behind you. I trust you. That, that is critical. Like that is so much better than the alternative. And I've met, unfortunately, a lot of people who have a spouse who are not supportive of what they're trying to do in their business. And it really eats away at the business from the inside. It really makes it hard to excel at a high level and succeed at a high level when your spouse is against what you're doing. They don't want you to do it or they're just giving you nothing but grief about it. So going into business and starting a business with your husband or wife is phenomenal. And if you can figure out a way to um, separate the roles and you should separate the roles, don't have overlapping where, hey, everyone's responsible for everything because when everyone's responsible for everything, nobody's responsible for anything. Remember that, whether it's your wife or your business partner, whatever. But when it comes to you and your wife, separate the roles, 
give people clear responsibilities and and what they're responsible for. And uh, I think it can be phenomenal. It can be absolutely great. I've seen so many great husband and wife teams that are just crushing it and they're both in the business and it works out really, really great. But even if you try it and it doesn't work out as well as you would have hoped, or one of you, ultimately it's not for you, like it was in my case, at least if the person who decides they don't want to be in the business still completely supports your dreams, supports what you're doing, uh, it stands behind you, believes in you, trusts you, that is so, so critical. I would say it is next to impossible to have the kind of success that people always want to have with a spouse that is fighting it every step of the way. It's horrible. And sometimes spouses fight it. And I, again, I'm speaking from what I've seen. It's not, this isn't theory. Sometimes spouses fight it because the person in the business doesn't talk to them, doesn't tell them what's going on. Like they, they kind of keep it from them. And sometimes they're trying to protect them. Maybe sometimes they're trying to be secretive. Maybe sometimes, you know, they're spending money in, in a way that they know their spouse wouldn't like it. I mean, that's all obviously really, really bad stuff for marriages. But if you don't, have a spouse that's in it with you, at least share with them what's happening. Keep them in the loop with what's happening as much as they want to be. Because I think that if they can share in that and understand what's happening in your business, they can share in the ups with you and the success that you're going to have. But don't keep it from them. Don't make it this negative point. And don't just not tell them. Like I, I asked somebody one time, <clears throat> what does your husband think about your real estate investing business? And she said, I don't know. And I said, what do you mean? You don't know what he thinks. We don't talk about it. He never asks. I never tell him about it. It's like, wow, that's a train heading for a brick wall. Like that, that's going to go poorly at some point. It just will. I think it will. So um, bring them along for the ride, get them involved. If they want to be involved, if they want to be just a little bit involved, just let them be a little bit involved. Don't force them into it more than they want to be because it'll just create resentment. But treat that that spouse partnership, kind of treat it similar to a normal partnership. Like understand your strengths and weaknesses, make sure they complement each other, put people in roles that support their skills. I was good at negotiating. I was good at timelines and budgets and dealing with um, contractors. Um, she had no experience in that and didn't really like it because dealing with contractors by its nature sometimes can be a little confrontational at times or very, at least uncomfortable. That wasn't her deal, but she was really, really detailed. So she would go to closings. She would secure all the insurance. She would make sure all the paperwork was right. She would make sure that everything we were doing was all our T's were crossed and I's were dotted, which is huge because I am not good at that. I will 100% screw up paperwork. I won't notice mistakes. Like I'm not good at that kind of stuff. And she was really good at design. She would come in and look at what we're doing and really design the houses. So we had good separation of roles. Um, but when she wanted out, I didn't argue and say, no, 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 you need to do this. Like you're not supporting me. I said, that's awesome. I'll, I'll do it. I can do it. I just want your support. And she gave me that. So that's my super long winded. I don't have a short answer. I, yeah, I do have a short answer. It's awesome. Get them involved. Make sure that they're on board. All right. <clears throat> I'm afraid of growing. Okay. La last question that I can see. I don't know. We'll see if there's any more. Uh, I got somebody behind the scenes helping me here. So she can let me know if there's any more. I think this is the last one. Okay. Here, last question. I'm afraid of growing too fast. Is that crazy? Is it possible to grow too fast? Okay, here's the short answer. It is 100% possible to grow too fast. Uh, do not think that fast growth is good growth always. Um, a lot of times fast growth is bad growth. So 
be careful when you're growing and, and expanding. I expanded too fast. How do I know I expanded too fast, right? A lot of the stuff I'm telling you guys is because I've done it. I've done it well, I've done it poorly, and then I've done it well. So uh, I did this poorly. I, I grew too fast. I had a year of hyper growth and our, my company exploded in profits. It exploded everywhere. It just expl And then at the end of the year, it looked like it exploded because I was losing people. There was like a lot of turnover. I wasn't a good manager. I wasn't treating people the way you should treat people. I wasn't trying to treat them poorly, but I just, I was treating them the way that I feel like I work the best and that's not how everybody works the best. So, you know, it was like our growth exploded, our revenue exploded, our profits exploded, and then our business sort of crumbled because we were building it too fast. <clears throat> we didn't have a good foundation. And the one thing that I've learned over the years from watching what I did, watching what other people do, and then also having examples of people who have thriving, healthy, growing businesses is there, there is something to the way that you grow it and the way that you start it in the beginning, the foundations, the foundation and the mindset and the systems and the people and the processes and the numbers that you're tracking, all that stuff in the beginning will help you be successful as you grow. So I've seen houses that were in good condition, except the foundation was crumbling and it was sinking and the walls were bowed in. And it was like the house had to be condemned, not because the house above ground was so bad. It was because beneath the ground, the foundation was garbage. It was just crumbling. It was horrible. It was poorly done. It was done before there were a lot of regulations. And so the house had to be condemned. Businesses are the same way. I've seen businesses that look on the outside successful. They look like it's all going well. And then for various reasons, they don't know their numbers. They didn't build a good foundation. They don't have good systems. They don't have good people. They don't treat their people right. They don't have a vision for what, what's happening next in their business. They're not planning ahead. Like all these things, the business crumbles, even though it looks like it's growing, it's successful. You might even admire it. But when you understand what's happening under the hood and when it ultimately goes out of business, people scratch their head and go, I can't believe that, that, that company's out of business. Well, it's out of business because they were doing so many things wrong along the way. They weren't built for growth. They had a bad foundation. Whatever it is, treated their people bad, all these things, that makes a difference. That's why I put together my program. That's why I have a program that I've put together through years of research, by the way, of what works and what doesn't work. I've seen it. I've done it wrong. I've done it right. I've taught people who I've watched do it poorly. I've taught people who I've watched do it right. And they go on to make seven and eight figure businesses. It can absolutely happen, but there are fundamental truths. There are fundamental processes and systems and things that you have to know when you're building your business for it to be successful. And that's what I'm trying to help people with. That's my crusade. All right, guys, that's all the questions that I have for tonight. I'm going to end it here. This will be on replay. You'll be able to come and check it out. So if you're not watching it live, then you can always come back on a Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. 4 p.m. Pacific. I will be here to answer all of these questions and more. Keep sending them through the week. I know not everyone can get on here live. I get that. So if you send them to me, they eventually get to me and we, we get them up here and get them answered for you. All right, guys. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this. Again, go, uh, if you want to hear about the program, if you want to find out more about my program, go to Business Fast Track Blueprint. There's a link down right now in the chat. Go click on that. Check it out. I want to see you on the inside. It starts next week. Now's the time before it's too late. All right, guys, have a good night. We'll talk to you next time. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q&As live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q&As answering your questions. Okay, until next time.